0: to 528 kilometres of range, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change me, don't change me, me. Yes, good afternoon everyone, welcome to Sports Day WA with uh, Peter Vlahos, great to have your company, thanks to Hazen and Mardo for the run home. The boys will be back again between 3 and 5 tomorrow. And let me tell you, Paul Hazelby looked nice and refreshed after his week off. Plenty coming up on the program. WA continues to dominate when it comes to cricket uh, around Australia. A big win, not only in the Sheffield Shield against Victoria... But today in the Marsh Cup, they obliterated Victoria. And the big story is that Jai Richardson made a successful return from injury as the West Aussies crushed Victoria by six wickets at the Wacker today. I'll speak to Jai Richardson on the program very soon to see how he pulled up. Of course, he's such an impressive player and such an impressive person. So looking forward to speaking to Jai Richardson. Later, we're going to go to Paris and France, and it's all over for the Wallabies. History has been made. For the first time since the inception of the Rugby World Cup in 1987, the Wallabies haven't been able to get out of the pool stage. Massive ramifications, not only for Eddie Jones, the Wallabies, but rugby in this country. And now I'm going to speak to Mickey Collis, and I'll throw him the question... The Wallabies should be front and centre right now in this period. The AFL have just completed their finals and their season. The NRL, likewise, in the eastern states, have just completed their season. There's not a lot happening from a national perspective right now. And the Wallabies, we should be preparing to cheer them on in the quarterfinals and hopefully the semifinals and even the final, but getting the Australian support that we saw so much of during the Matildas and the national pride that we have in our national teams, we should be jumping on board and supporting the Wallabies. But what they're doing is they're getting on the big bird tomorrow and flying home because they won't be partaking in the quarterfinals. So I'll have a chat to Mick Collis live from France on the fallout of what has been an absolutely disastrous World Cup campaign for our national rugby team. But the big story today for the good oil for Cobra Estate, Premier Australian extra virgin olive oil, that Lockie Schultz. And as a broadcaster, I love broadcasting Lockie Schultz. He's an excitement machine. He's an X Factor in the AFL, not only for the Fremantle Dockers. And I was quite surprised and quite shocked in some ways when he requested a trade to Victoria, and in particular, the Collingwood Football Club. And the Fremantle Dockers, I think, have been surprised, like many. And this is what they said in the statement. It was short and it was brief, that Lockie Schultz has today inquired about the possibility of returning to Victoria for family reasons. Frio says, as we know, he's a contracted player for another year. He's a required player who still has a year to run on his contract. Now, what are the reasons why he wants to go back to Melbourne and in particular Victoria and the Collingwood Football Club? Is it him? Paul Hazelby did mention in the run home it may have something to do with his partner, but we have to respect whatever his decision may be. Is there something inside the football club that he's not comfortable with? Or is it more a personal matter? We don't know at this point in time. But they've lost Liam Henry who at the moment there are discussions for him to end up at St Kilda. Fremantle yet to do the deal. But losing Lockie Schultz is a significant blow because I just love the way he plays. He shows real passion. He's got fight in the game. He gets the hard ball and he kicks a terrific goal. And he's one of those really exciting players in the Fremantle Football Club. So we'll just have to see the way that plays out. In other AFL trade news today, Todd Goldstein is now an officially an Essendon player. What's interesting, this Geelong veteran Tom Hawkins remains unsigned for 2024. And Sydney are bracing for tense negotiations with Melbourne and Collingwood over contracted targets Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams. Now, the Swans have their sights on Grundy after the Demons pulled the pin on their attempts to partner the Ruckman with Captain Max Gorn. And Melbourne list boss Tim Lamb believes a deal with Sydney should be fairly straightforward. And with Tom Hickey retiring, Grundy would slot straight into Sydney's number one Ruck role. So that's the latest news for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in Northern Victoria. But let's go back to Liam Henry and David Walls, the head of the list player development at the Fremantle Football Club had this to say about where discussions are at regarding Liam Henry and as we know Joel Hamling on his way to Sydney. Uh, still early days, Kel. Um, had a couple of meetings with St Kilda. Um, yeah, we're probably still a fair way apart so a bit of work to be done and Uh, confident we will get somewhere but um, yeah it's not happening anytime soon I wouldn't think Uh, I think he's going for more opportunity um, so disappointing to leave Um, we're notified that we won't receive any compensation through the draft but it does allow Joel some uh, opportunity to play senior footy so there you go that's the latest uh, regarding Joel Hamling and as pointed out I get no compensation for him whatsoever. The other thing is Harley Reid. A lot of talk, even on the weekend. I did a couple of MC jobs for football clubs and people were saying to me, what do you think Harley Reid? Will he end up at the West Coast Eagles? It appears Harley he has got no issue wherever he may go. It's obviously a huge honour to go pick one and I know a lot comes with it. It's been in my mind to... To have that goal and um yeah I've really enjoyed every part of it. For 18 years I've been in a small country town and haven't haven't left my family, so um yeah, obviously be a challenge even if I move to Melbourne. So yeah, what happens, happens. I'll be happy anywhere. He'll be happy anywhere. So uh, we'll wait and see what transpires. Have you got your thoughts on it? Of course you can join us anytime on the Temper at Bedshed Text Machine. And what I found a little bit surprising, but it all stays in the family, uh, the fact that Collingwood midfielder Josh Dacos uh, won his very first Copeland Trophy at the weekend. After a career-best season, the 24-year-old finished the night with a total of 301 votes after taking part in all 26 games for the Magpies. So an outstanding performance. Second place for the award was shared by his brother Nick, and Braden Maynard, who both finished the count with 287 votes. And this is what uh, Josh had to say on receiving the Copeland. The last couple of years have been the best years of my life. Um, I love being a part of this club from day one. I think ever since Fly, um, you've come in... Uh, to see the impact you've had on all of us. Um, Yeah, I can't thank you enough. It's been amazing. And then to all my teammates, um, I love playing football with you every weekend. Um, It's definitely the highlight of my week. And um, yeah, I'm forever grateful for all your support. Um, And it's amazing to be forever bonded now. So thank you, thank you guys. Yeah, so there you go. Well done to Josh Dacos, uh winning the Copeland medal for the best and fairest of the Collingwood Football Club, ahead of Nick and Braden Maynard. All right, uh, just for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. On the other side of the break, we're talking cricket, but we go to the break, and we'll focus on this a bit later on, but Virat Kohli and KL Rahul are guided India to a comfortable six-wicket victory over Australia in their Cricket World Cup opener, and the pair steadied the for the host after Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood combined to set Rohit Sharma, Ishan Kashana and Shreyas Ayer all back to the pavilion for ducks. And at one stage, India were three wickets for two runs. But in the end, on the back end of Kale Rowles, fantastic unbeaten 97, a bit of a misdemeanor with that drop chance by Mitch Marsh when Coley, I think it was on 12, he went. The pair then, Coley, and Raul Wendell put on 165 for the fourth wicket. Australia, by the way, made 199, and India finished at four for 201, of 41.2 overs. We're going to talk more cricket after the break, but that update for Polaris. Plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. And by the way, Trent of Inaloo has been on the temperate bedshed text machine. Good on you, Trent. 0487 736 736. Hi, Pete. Aussies very disappointing in the cricket. I can't see them being a threat in this World Cup. Your thoughts? I don't know. I In the end, if they were 4 for 20 last night, who knows what could have transpired against India. But it is a long tournament. I reckon they'll certainly get out of the group, unlike what happened with the Wallabies. And who knows? You know, uh, it is one of those games, 50 over a side. India certainly a favourites. England are up there as well, but we'll have to wait and see how it transpires, Trent. It's too early to call. Maybe we'll have to see if they bounce back in their next uh, World Cup match, Uh Against India last night, they were well beaten on the scoreboard, but they missed a couple of opportunities to really put maybe the foot on the throat of the Indians, particularly when they were three for two and possibly at one stage with that drop chance, four for 20. We'll come back to that a bit later on, on Sports Day WA. Come and join us. It's ten past five.